you may be seated. This morning, I, can I put you on the spot, Justin, what you shared with me? I want him to come. This Did you hear about the high school this week? I didn't because I'm not on Facebook. I heard from somebody else. But I want Justin to come because he's coach. He teaches in the school system. And he shared with me something. I, I was really proud of him. And so come here a minute and, and kind of give him a background. And, and you don't have to name names or anything. But just kind of tell everybody what happened from your, you know. Okay, well, what happened was in the forum where everybody hangs out in the morning before school, uh, last Friday, some rumors were started about they heard somebody said that they were going to shoot somebody. Well, that, what they found out after investigation and stuff, it wasn't true. So it festered over the weekend over Snapchat, over uh, Facebook and stuff like that. And by the time Monday came around, everybody thought we were going to get shot at school. And so parents caught wind of this through Facebook, and there was over 100 parents in the front office checking every kid out. So it was mass confusion going on at the high school. So about this time, it's about the lunch period that are going on, and I teach a class called Panther Lunch to all these freshmen. And... Uh, the kids that were left there were saying, you know, are you going to protect us, Mr. Gray, if somebody comes in like that? And I'm like, absolutely. And I said, but do you guys know where you're going to go when you die? And all our eyeballs kind of opened up, and I said, we're all going to die someday. And whether you get shot at school, whether you're crossing a street and somebody hits you with a car, you know, you just never know. So I said, I basically gave me the opportunity to ask Jesus in their heart, and we said it right there during class. And a lot of kids did that. And my following class is a seventh period team sports class, and my daughter's in that class as well. And uh, so I mentioned the same thing to my PE class. And hopefully, it, you know, I planned the seed in a few kids' lives. But some one girl said, uh, can we be talking about this in school? And I said, well, if people can take a knee during the national anthem, if people can talk about gay and lesbians, and i got to put up with that in school, and i got to let a kid into a separate bathroom because they don't know what gender they are, I said, I can talk about God in school because I have that right, because I have a freedom of speech. And the good thing about it was is not one kid went to the principal and said that we talked about God in class. So it was very supportive. Proud of you. And if you need a lawyer, we got one. And he's a good one. <laughs> he's a patriot. See, I'm, I'm, that, that's the way it should be. Everything's backwards. It shouldn't be that way. And in the days ahead, we need to give voice to what's in our heart, what we know is right and what is wrong. Now, Kathy said some things this morning, and, and uh, I, I go back and look at this because this is pretty spot on where Barclay said, I predict 2017 and beyond. But he said this, he said, this will be a year of realignment. Almost every area of life will be affected and everyone will take note. You know, I don't know about you. I, I know some people don't believe in chiropractors. I go to a chiropractor when I need to. Because things get out of line, especially the older you get. And you need adjustments. Well, that's what's going on spiritually right now. Because Everyone here in this room, you got your Sunday face on, your Sunday best, and you're looking really, you know, religious. No, you're not. I don't want you to look religious. But you be honest. 
but we're, we're living in an hour that, you know, we need to be honest. We need to be truthful. And if things are out of order, let's get them in order. And sometimes it's hard to make quality decisions like that when you know you've got you to be truthful. And we've been on a subject about deception. And this week I, I had to make, I had to make a, a tweak because I'm going into another subject on the subject of truth. We started with the negative side about deception, and I'm not going to review all that. We're going to go into the positive side about truth. And to be honest with you, I sat down and it's overwhelming because there's so much in the word about truth. And so this is the year of being and I thought about this and if this isn't this is just an odd thing. When I leave after studying, usually it's between here and the corner that God speaks to me something. And many times I have to turn the truck around and go back and make a note. And this is what, what I believe the Spirit of God said to me as, as I left, went up the road. A lot of times I just get in the trunk and go up the road so God can speak now. This is the year of being truthful or being honest with God, with ourselves, and with others. With God, being honest with God. We can think God doesn't know, but He does know. He's omniscient. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. We need to be honest with God, truthful with God about where we're at in our spiritual walk, areas of our life that maybe we're just, you know, we buried our head in the sand and we think, oh, someday it'll just go away by itself and it won't. You have to be truthful and voice your concerns and thoughts to God. Then you need to be honest with yourself. Then you need to, if if you do those two things, honest with truthful with God, honest and truthful with yourself where you're at, then you can be truthful with others and you can see some fruit. But if you just pretend things are just going to, the status quo, things are just day by day, nothing changes, and you're not honest and you're not truthful, you're not going to grow. Relationships aren't going to change and get better. And so this is the year of being honest. And you know what? It's, It's painful many times to be honest and truthful with God, with yourself, and with others. You know, President Trump, he's creating quite a controversy because he's speaking some things that are true. Now, I'm not condoning everything he says and tweets, but overall, he's saying some things. And because the truth is going out, people's feathers are getting ruffled. Getting upset. You know, just what Justin shared. All you need is one idiot. And there's more than one at Norfolk High School. 
And I'm not talking students. So guess what I'm referring to? Instructors. Not only in the high school, uh, public school, but in the college too. Micah's going to the Northeast and uh, got a good teacher, but then you, you got always got some. But you know, all it takes is one to say something, what happened in that, that classroom and Oh my gosh, it'd be a big thing. But I, be, I believe God has strategically placed people in situations like a Justin in the school and other teachers that aren't afraid to speak the truth. And God will protect them. God will protect you. Um... I, I was looking at this. I got so much information. Look at, look at John 8, 32. We'll, we're going to start at the end instead of the beginning. <laughs> John 8, 32. I'm proud of Justin and what he did. I told that guy and... Many, 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 many years ago, it's been a long time, I can still see him sitting there. I said, you're going to be like the Pied Piper and kids are going to start following you. I did. I remember that. John 8.32. We have a scripture, and let's start with verse 31. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. That's pretty simple, isn't it? So if you don't live in the word and abide the word, are you really a disciple? I don't know. You don't have to answer that yourself. In verse 32, it says, and you shall what? Know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So what sets you free? Thank you. Boy, you're on the ball today, girl. It's the truth that you know. And I, I looked at that phrase, know the truth. And I, I began to go through the scriptures and see it. It's not just the truth. It's know the truth. Knowing the truth. Knowledge of the truth that sets you free. Look at First Timothy. I'll give you some scriptures here. And you can just take heart. We started at the end, so that means we, we didn't do the beginning part. So the message won't be so long, Corey. It won't be long. First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. We see this again. <clears throat> Verse 3 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Now look at verse 4. Who desires all men to be saved. And to what? Come to the what? Knowledge of the truth. Not come to the truth, but knowledge of the truth. Look at First uh, Timothy, go over chapter 2. Look at chapter 4. Let's, let's start with verse 1. It says, The Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. 
excuse me, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain. A lot of rules here, isn't it? Forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who what? Believe and know the truth. See, it's not rules. It's fellowship and relationship with Christ. It's knowing the truth. Now, you, you know Jesus said, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. So it's, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He is the Word of God. He is the ultimate authority. He is the truth. And it's not just all these, you know, rules and, and things here that are, that are going to get you saved. It's, it's believing and knowing the truth, knowing the word, knowing the Christ personally. I'd like to have been in that classroom when you were talking, just to observe those kids when you talked, you know, if you were to die tonight, where would you go or whatever, just to look at their face. And their face was probably shocked because they thought, my God, he's bringing up God in the classroom. Not so much whether they're going to go to hell or go to heaven. <coughs> See, our, our kids are geared towards controversy and all these things. And we, they just need the simple message of truth. Now, <clears throat> this word know is an important word. And in the Greek, it means to know fully. Say fully. It means to know with a degree of thoroughness and competence to be fully acquainted in a discerning and recognizing manner. So it's not just a casual knowledge. It's knowing something. I went, I was on my way to, I have, I'm on my routine to go get my coffee and my donuts Saturday morning. And I had to pick somebody up and I saw a sign on a post and it said a garage sale on Jefferson. So I, I went and picked up my friend and just dry. He says, we're going to a garage sale. And we went and we couldn't find it. And I thought, well, I was going to drop him off at work. And then he says, look, there's a sign in the, in the. Ellie. And I hit the mother load. Now, some of you people know to go to garage sales, you know when you find some good stuff. And we were there a half hour after it opened. And I'm, you got to know something. Well, I'm, you got to know something. I know some things. After 30 years of buying and selling, I know some things. And I walked into that place, and I'm going, phew. And it wasn't marked. I said, how much? And I said, I'll give you this. Okay. And they were selling everything cheap, picking it up. And I had piles. And people were taking my stuff that was already bought. And we had to stop them. <clears throat> I gave them the Clint Eastwood twitch. You get away from my stuff. It's sold. And there was a pile, no kidding, about as long as this row here. And they'd covered it with blankets. I had to go home and tell her I needed cash. And that... that that's because I know I've, sometimes she doesn't. 
like that. But oh, she went down and got me the cash. And then I said, you're going to have to come with me. But see, what I'm saying is I knew some things. And I'd walk around and around and around. And there was this beautiful door missing the window. It had stained glass. It was off an old house in Dodge, Nebraska. And it was sold. First thing I did, I said to the owner, who bought it? Would they sell it? Well, it's no, she's coming to pick it up. But she said, I got another one like it at home. And the glass isn't broken. I said, okay, can I come? I'll take it. She says, well, she says, well, I said, what do you want? She said, well, I sold the other one for 30, but the glass is broken. I said, I'll give you 40. Then I walk a little closer, and there's beautiful old cat iron um, clamp. What do you call them? Vice. And I said, what do you want for that? And the guy came over and says, I don't know if I want to. I, I don't like that when they're wishy-washy. Either sell it or not. I said, what do you want? I don't know. Pretty soon this old man comes up. I said first that I had I could buy that. So I, I thought a man after my own heart. And I stood back and I said, it's whatever. But see, what I'm saying, you've got to know some things. And if you truly know some things... It'll benefit you. It'll bless you. It'll prosper you. It'll make life better for you. It's the same thing with the Word. You've got to know Jesus. Not casually. You have to have fellowship and relationship and know Him intimately. And if you do know Him, He's the Word of God. It becomes a part of you. Amen? Look at uh, Psalm 51 6. Psalm 51 6. My buddy Dean Bacters told me many times he's gone places and he looks into the the, the cabinets where they're selling watches and how much you want for that. And it's uh, not much. And he looks at it and says, okay, and gives it. And then he come, finds out it's worth hundreds, thousands of dollars. If you want to know something about watches, talk to him. He can tell you stories. I love your gas station story where you, the guy had the watch. That's the best one. Look at what they say. Psalm what? 52? 51? I want to show you the heart of God, your creator. Psalm 51. This is a psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he'd gone into Bathsheba. So this is a a prayer of repentance. He blew it, but he did repent. But this is what I want you to see in verse 5. It says, David said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Now look at verse 6. Behold, now listen, behold, you desire what? Where? Where does God desire truth? In the inward parts and in the hidden parts, you'll make me to know wisdom. So it's important, you know, (laughs) truth and wisdom are hand in hand. (laughs) They're the same. You got the truth in your heart. You've got the wisdom 
in your heart. The wisdom of God. But you see, God just doesn't desire outward manifestations and actions and words. He wants to find truth. What did he say to David when David was waiting to go, you know, slay Goliath? He went through all the brothers and he got to little young David. And what did he say? A man after my own heart. It's in your heart. Truth in your heart. This word means to know. That I just read to you. It says to know fully, to know with a degree of thoroughness and competence. To be fully acquainted in a discerning and recognizing manner. Is that the way you need to know Jesus? Yes. It says in 2 Timothy, you don't need to turn there, verse 2. We're talking about knowing the truth. This phrase, knowing the truth. Verse 23, it says, But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate, generate strife. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they might, here we go again, know the truth. Look at Second Timothy 3. Second Timothy 3. Here it's talking about perilous times and perilous men. It says, but know this in the last days, verse 1, perilous times will come. Then it describes the characteristics of the last days of people. Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households, make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the what? Knowledge of the truth. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 26. I'm almost done here. Then I'll, I'll make. Then I'll get to the the main statement here. I want you to leave with Hebrews ten twenty six says, "For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there's no longer remains a sacrifice for sins." So there's that phrase again. Now look at Second John. There's stuff in 1 John, but let's go to 2 John, verse 1. It says, To the, the elder, to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also those who have known the truth, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Now look at 3 John. Last scripture, 3 John. Verse 1, we quote this one all the time. To the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. John talks that way. The apostle of love talks a lot about truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, be in health just as your soul prospers. Now look at verse 3. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the what? Truth that is where? In you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. 
Let me tell you something. Are you listening? You can't walk in truth till you know the truth. You can't live and abide in truth unless it's in you. Why do you come every Sunday? Why? Because we plant the seed of God's Word, which is the truth. And hopefully that seed of truth will germinate in your heart and start to affect your mind, will, and emotions in your flesh, your love walk, and how you deal with people. That's why you've got to have knowledge of the truth. You've got to know it. It's got to be in you, the Apostle John said. Now let me make a statement. To honestly say that we know the truth, we must be living in it. To know the truth is to walk in the truth. To walk in the truth means you will be honest in your relationship with God, yourself, and others. You can talk the talk, folks. You can talk religion. You can, you know, words can come out of your mouth saying you're, you're this person, you're a good person, you do this and you do that. But it's not just, you know, talking about it. It's living it. You know, people that have a hard time with their purse and giving money tithing, giving offerings. People that give, people that tithe, are living the truth. They're acting on the truth that's in them. People that witness on a regular basis, it's because it's in them. People that can walk in love. And I'm saying we're not all of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. God knows we're works in progress. But, you know, there's people that can walk in love because it's in them. They have truth. If you're struggling in some area of your life and you don't want to struggle anymore, then face the music. Face the truth. And sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Jesus met a woman at a well. We'll read that at another time. I love this story. And she was a Samaritan. Samaritans have nothing to do with the Jews, and the Jews had nothing to do with those half-breeds. That's what they were. And basically, a Jewish man cannot just talk to a Jewish woman. According to their culture. And so Jesus sat down, started opening a conversation with this woman. And before it's over with, he told her the truth. You've had five husbands. And the one you're living with right now isn't your husband. And she heard the truth. And it changed that woman's life. She got so excited because she found out about what living water was really like. And she wanted that living water. And she began to go back to town and the, and the truth spread. 
And they all came out to see Jesus. They didn't want him to leave. So today, no matter the age, no matter where you're at in life, it's real important that you are honest and truthful with, with God. Pour your heart out to Him. Tell Him how you're tell, tell Him how you feel. Tell Him where He knows where you're at, but you need to give voice it to Him in, with words and, and just be honest and truthful. Then be honest and truthful with yourself. And if you do that, and then you can be honest and truthful with others, and your relationships will change. Relationships have troubles many times because people aren't truthful. Then they just put up with it and go on with life the way it is. And it's a miserable existence. But the knowledge of the truth, Jesus said, will set you free. Let's stand up this morning. Say, Pastor, I'm glad you started at the end. Because I need to know the truth. Amen. Father, today, everyone, everyone within these four walls has an area or two or three or more maybe where we've not been honest and truthful. The Holy Spirit, you know me. You know there's areas in my life. You know the people before me, areas in their life. I pray today for all of us, Lord, that we'd have the strength and the courage to face the truth and be honest about our current situation. To be honest and truthful and then begin to take the steps to make the necessary adjustments so the healing process can begin. All of us here, Lord God, can work on some area of our life. So, Father, I pray, I, I don't need to lead you today in a prayer. You need to do this in your private prayer closet this week. Just begin to pour your heart out to Him. Be honest with God. Be honest with yourself and be honest with others. Will you do that? Amen. Amen. If you need prayer for your body today, I'll be glad to pray for you. If you need healing for your body this morning, are you all well, whole and healthy? Continue to pray for our teachers to be bold. Amen. Be bold. All of us need to be bold. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just wait on the Lord just a minute here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us that which we need. Thank you, Lord, for people's hearts that are good ground, willing and obedient to receive the truth and then act upon it. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Father, I pray this morning for our schools, public schools, all levels. I pray for the students. 
the teachers, the instructors, and I call forth ministering spirits and angels to encamp around them. And I declare and decree no weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Christ over every door and window of our schools, our businesses, in the name of Jesus, our homes. And I speak and declare the peace of God over our people today, that they would prosper be in health even as their souls prosper. Lead them in your truth, Holy Spirit, and teach them this week. And all God's people said, Amen, 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 Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, Home Fellowship on Wednesday. You're dismissed. <laughs>